Welcome Billy Domingo here in studio with me, the festival director of the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming through. Let's start off way, a little bit of history about you. When did your love for music begin? My mom was actually a teacher um, at Vista on mm -hmm. Rochabai in town. So she read the book up, she knew very well. And I, I spent a lot of my time in District 6 uh, because she was teaching and I was being looked after. And I watched the minstrels and I watched different types of music. And then later, I wasn't very academic. I was at Livingston <laughs> and I was useless. <laughs> but my love of theatre came through my mom. And then there was the best Battle of the Bands at Lakshorama in the 60s. And I went and the Flames were playing and lots of people. And the control of not being a musician but being able to stage. I want to do lights and sound and, 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 and be behind because I can't play an instrument to save my life. <laughs> And then I, uh, yeah, and then I went to join KPAP, which was not a cool thing to do at the time. But like people were studying at the University of Cape Town at a permit system, and mm -hmm. I felt that if I could advance, I would definitely be able to train people. And then I became a stage manager, and then I was wanted to be a stage director, and they said, no, you can't give white kids instructions as a black man. So that wow. was, I had to put that aside. And I wanted to start racing motorcars, and so I mean, leaving, I started rallying, and we became a team, and we competed all over. But the only reason we could compete was because I wasn't giving a black, a white driver instructions as a navigator. And I know it was fun, though. You know, you got to take this, and this has made me who I am. Because whenever they said you can't, I said I can. And so I raced cars, uh, rallied cars. I stage managed. I became a stage manager. Went over to Europe, and I did shows in Europe, and. Uh, Went into the Motown group, came back. At what points did your mother be like, did, was there any pushback oh, from mom, your mom? My mother gave me back. She says, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm uncivilized because she thought I'd stay with ballet, opera and, you know, the, the classy stuff. Now, I wanted, I wanted to party with David Essex and, and uh, the teams. But you remember, my love of music came. We used to do soul sessions in the yards, mm. in the avenues. And so, so, you know, we didn't have clubs because we weren't allowed to go to clubs. So you'd get a go play baseball, and I played for Silver Tree, yeah. And then you'd, yeah, oh, tonight it's the Avenues is having a session and the DJ's called Hockey and Hockey Sessions or X, Y, and Z. And then we'd go listen to bands and listen to, but we listened to music. So I knew of Otis Redding, I knew of Percy Sledge, I knew of that, all the music. And I always felt that we were never going to be able to see them because, of course, it's apartheid hmm. and, you know, they weren't allowed in. And I always promised myself that one day I would like to go over where they were and actually see these people, people because I'm a very visual person. And if you look at the programming on the Cape Town Jazz Festival, you'll notice a lot of the Alger Rose, George Benson, because I think our people my age deserve the right to actually be able to once to see these people before they pass on. True story. You had Gladys Knight a couple of years ago, oh, too. Oh, did I ever? Oh, oh and the pips. Okay. <laughs> moving, moving on. Another inside joke. Okay. Fantastic, man. Well, you are the festival director at the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. How did you land this job? And what's a normal day in the life of? Well, it's kind of strange because ad nauseum I say how Rashid came and poached me after my Sun City days. <laughs> and I wasn't a big jazz fundi or jazz lover to that extent, but I knew production and how to produce and creative. So Rashid and I stood there with about 12 of us as a director's when we started. And that was like three years before we actually launched, two years before we launched. And the cream always rises, and so in the end, there was only the two of us. Uh, Clarence Ford was one of the what? directors. Well, he was one of the founder men. He was there before me. Uh, bef you see, there are two things. This is a myth. The Jazz Festival, two years before I joined, 
when I joined. Two years later, we only launched the jazz festival. But if you think about four guys playing clever jazz and talking, it was Clarence and Desmond Crute, Alex, you know, all the boys. <laughs> and that idea was born. I think Rashid was really the lead. And then I came on board and I brought, my, hopefully, my skills, which is now proven. And, uh, yeah, after about three years, we thought it wasn't going to happen. You know, it had a lifespan because nobody was that serious. We were fighting sponsors, trying to get it. And then it took a life of its own. He had brought the North Sea jazz on board. And I, I remember President Mandela saying to me, which part of Cape Town has the North Sea? And I was like, okay, <laughs> you've just been busted. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was like, okay, let's look at it. And that's when we went and we bought our own brand, which is Cape Town International. And thank God it's progressed to where it is. 3,750 people employed, uh, 38,000 people attending, the GDP is around about 600 million. Cape Town comes to a standstill. Mm. But what is nice is, you know, like the people's concerts and uh, the training and development and the whole legacy problem. We were never, we never ever had an idea that we were going to make money, and we still haven't. We knew that we were going to create a platform, and that's why Clarence came up with Africa's Grandest Gathering. It was mm. a platform that the whole of Africa was going to be showcased. After my international stint, it was, I don't need to have the Michael Jackson syndrome. It was, I needed to show what Africa had. So welcome to my world. Uh-huh. And at the festival, most of the guys, like 300 press, 250 press come. They come to see what Africa has to offer. And so that has to be where we showcase. So the Jimmy Drudis, uh, uh, Judas Puma, but also Yusendor, Marie Makiba, all these people were showcased. Mm. Of course, Mariam didn't need it because they were international. But Africa, from Morocco to Mali to Benin, we had these artists perform so that we were truly African because, you know, Africa doesn't have borders, it just has rivers. 100%. We had colonialism that came and said, hi, this was a boundary, this was Italy colonized, that and con-. But we as Africans, we migrated mm-hmm. from here. And I say we in the broader sense because I hate it when people say you're not black enough, you're not brown enough, you're not white. We as Africans, mm-hmm. uh, we migrated. And water to us is cleansing, water to us is real. So to me, these rivers are just borders. Because I listen to the same drums being played in Abuja, Delft, Mitchell's Plain, the same drum in Africa. We play the same drum even though we're so far apart. Our continent resonates with the sound. And that's what music does. It It connects us all. It's a language. 100%. Let's pull back the curtain a bit. Um, What does it take to create such a world-renowned festival? It takes a village to raise a child. Hmm. My team, the ESP Africa team, I will go to battle anywhere, and I have battled around the world. They're about 80%, 89% women. My main, like Gummy and, and, and Lindsay, and there are a lot of them who are students and trainees in our training and development program who are now project directors. Chantelle is in Dubai. She's out there running major events. Guys, the program's strong, and that's the history and the legacy of the Cape Town Jazz. We created that platform, so students, and that's where our training and development program comes in. 100 students from 10 schools come and attend. We teach them about copyright, about music, about anything that is involved with this wonderful thing that we call show business. But remember, show business is a business. And Hazel Faltman taught me that a long time ago. You're going to be the brokest, most talented guitarist, (laughs) but you're going to be broke. So we try and teach you how to protect yourself. We speak to technical students. Because remember, the art is not only about vocal and musicians. The art comes into all the support genres. 
100%. Mm. And this training and mentorship program is mm. how do you guys go about selecting the students of schools or yes. how, how, does, how does it go? With the Western uh, Cape Education Department, okay. they have a database. Craig is doing it now. Craig Parks, who, who uh, also runs the Jazzathon, he joined us and he's been in, in the program for a long time. And uh, they go out and they actually choose the schools. They had South Peninsula and they've had lot. They were getting schools from Holston and up in Somerset West area. And these students come and i think do yourself a favor just pop in on saturdays to the convention center Mm -hmm. as my guest and come and watch what they do it's incredible to see we've got 50 this year students get together they don't know each other they have no qualm they're white black brown doesn't matter they sit down and they sing from the same hymn sheet and i think you you learn a lot take your bring your podcast my permission come out there and just just live with them and experience what they're doing and then I have a chat to them and say, welcome to your world, and so they can join, because you are part of this entertainment uh, group, and, 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 and I had people in boxes, hmm. so I need you. You're going to get the message to all your listeners. You need me to give you content, because content's king. 100%. I produce shows for, you know, Judith and Jonathan. But getting back, uh, sorry, not to get back and trying to preempt, I know your time is limited, but when we look at programming, the reason we have four stages, we used to have mm-hmm. five, is so that we can get, like, baseline. I'm bringing Ezra Collective, I'm bringing El Sweatshirt, I'm bringing music, I've had uh, Tom Niche there. Mm-hmm. So that the younger younger audience can come in and actually listen to music that they want to listen to, not what they have to listen to. Beautifully so said. No, no, choice. But now I've got dad and mom with me. And so mom says, I want a cafe latte and I want to go to the hospitality suite. But I'm going to listen to Reasons by Earth, Wind and Fire because that's dad and I met. Okay, so that's where they go. But then sister says, you know, I'm into my latest African thing. It's called Africa's. So I go to Moses and I listen to Umar Sosa from Sudan or Mali or something. So what it is, it's conversations with. The rationale behind the festival is... Sons are listening to Tom Neeson getting his groove on. Mom is getting very romantic in Reasons and Earth, Wind and Fire <laughs> and Memories. And then Grandfather is sitting in Roses listening to True Jazz because it's mm-hmm. called the True. I think that when you put... Yes, it is called the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, but I say it's jazz and jazz-related. Because I really think, like with Montreux and every other festival... You need to have an element of populist music. Mm-hmm. You really It's about entertainment and coming for an experience. So to me, I've got Jacob Collier, who Quincy Jones discovered. Ooh. Oh, yeah, oh, 560 million views. I mean, this man is incredible. He's just one. This kid is a musicologist. It, he, very few people freak me out. I had FKJ last year, and I've had yes. the internet. But this young man is amazing, and he's coming. And Quincy's manager is coming for the first time. He wants to see what's happening because they're managing this guy. Then we got PJ Morton. Morton, oh, I can't wait. But guess what? I had Corey Henry there last year, and Co- have you heard Corey? Mm. No, no, please do me a favor. And I'm, uh, this is my fifty-second year, so it takes a lot of excitement. You know, and I come from the Chicago Pacific Express, Osviti, and and Little Wing, and our South African. But listen. To Corey Henry doing Purple Rain at no no really? no 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 Nobody I no with an orchestra. No no no, no 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 with an orchestra and he played last year. 
But when you listen to, Cor- to the Jacob Collier mm-hmm. and you listen to PJ Mort and you listen to these guys, no, they've arrived. Cool. They've arrived. He, he works with... Um, PJ obviously works with Stevie Wonder. He's with Maroon 5. He does a whole bunch of stuff. But I didn't go for the Erika Badu's and Joel Scott's because I don't think it's necessary now to have Joel Scott and the rest of the artists at a festival. That's a show. This is a festival. Get 30 artists, move your bum, go around, walk and experience this. 100% agree with you. Oh, and by the way, from waffling, let me know then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, continue to waffle. Um, I'm like a sponge. Speaking of, how do you, how does the selection process come, come about? How do you legit sit down with your team from ESP Africa, I'm assuming, um, and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. What are the logistics behind that? Go back to the village child. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Rhoda, who's married to Falco, the graphic artist who mm-hmm. does all the elephants. Incredibly. Lindsay was a student of music, qualified, came through, was like an apprentice during Rashid's time. And then I inherited her. And what we do is Lindsay has the most amazing idea and ear for music. And she'll come to me and we'll sit, just the two of us, and we'll sit and she'll say to me, OK, we've got to do Anderson Puck. And I say... No, we don't. It's called the Cape Town Jazz Festival. So let's do George Benson. So it's the newly dead and the nearly wed, right? So we get together and then we go through 20 and she gives me copious amount of names. But Lindsay is so on point. And this is about empowerment. When you can take a young person like her and respect her for her talent. She has a talent on programming. So she comes back and she says, PJ Morton, um, I think you've got to listen to this. And then we sit in my office, the two of us, and we listen. And she says, I know you're going to like him. They got you. And I, I'm, I love funk. I live into Scary Pockets and I love that music. You should listen to them. That's my music. But she will come and introduce me. But there's never a clash because she's a young soul a young person with an old soul, she, she knows music, she knows roses, she will talk about Herbie Tsoldi, she'll speak about Abdullah Ibrahim. At the same time, she will speak about young and emerging artists that should perform. So that's how we do it. We sit, we listen to so much music. She brings me, she texts me, she says, Billy, you've got to listen to this, you've got to listen to that. The final choice is mine, but it's never going to be mine in the sense I'm the boss, it's my final choice. It's a decision about budget, can we afford it? Is it right? Maybe next year. So that's how this team programs. And then we give it to Khalid Abdullah, who is our group CEO and um, who is also our main sponsor, uh, and comes on board and he sits and he says, hey, man, listen to Shalomar. I came from the flats. And I love that energy. And he says, no, man, what's it? Women with voices. Let's go with them. Now, can't you get me some earth, wind, and fire? Or let's get third world. And, and we have these conversations. But at the end, it all calms down. And then we go, we got four stages now. Would, what do we put? How do we make great people? How do we speak to the greater populace? And how do we create this magical experience that is the Cape Town? Remember, it's an experience. It's not a show. Experience the food of the Cape Town in our village. Experience our hospitality. Experience what we have to offer. Experience. So that word experience is what it's about. So the festival, just arrive and experience what we've got to offer. And then it goes down to, you know, it's... 649 rand for a day pass, or 999. We brought it all down so that it's affordable for people. Um, and come and experience what we've got to offer, and then come and find me. I walk every stage. You will find me on that floor 
at 69 years old, walking, because I want you to come up and say, Billy, are you on air? And you told me the cafe latte is going to be like this and like that, and I, I wasn't happy. I can't even find a toilet. Speak to me, because I took your money. I have to deliver. And that's the ethos. And all the team, those ladies up in the operations room, when they look down, trust me, uh, you've got a team that's universal. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Just off the cuff. I asked Don Vino to do on a golf course one day because Cape Platt said silence is golden and we used to reply to all these people who like meditation about harass as brass. <laughs> and I said to him and he said to me, no, Uncle Bill, but you can't say that. So I said, all right. So I said, why don't we just make it very Eurocentric and call it sounds of brass. And Don Vino went out and it's got Marcus Wyatt and a whole bunch of guys and they're going to do a brass ensemble. It's going to be incredible. I want to see Candy Dolfo and Jonathan Butler because Candy's played with Prince, with everybody, like with Sheila E. Candy is like a saxophonist of note. Then I want to see PJ Morton because that gospel sounds great. But I want to see Judith Zapuma in a new. And they say, but why are you bringing Judith back? You know why? Because she's current. I will always bring back an artist that proves her worth by staying current, working 24-7 and making an album. And then I say to the youngsters, say, yeah, but, you know, there's a Brasafani Cup, whatever it is. And I say, that's great, but listen how they sample her music. They're sampling ah. her music. So respect. So I'm looking forward to seeing her and Lyra. And then the Lovo Youth Choir. Yes. You know why? Because I want young children to say, if a, in, out of a village in Limpopo, these kids, kids could emerge that Simon can actually say, wow, that's incredible. Then that's something that we must showcase and we must reward. Uh, so that's vitally important. And then I have a very sad section. Uh, Jonas Kwangwa, one of the great uh, legends, he started a mandala during the ANC um, time of the music. He is not very well. And why do we always celebrate people after they passed on? You, Masekela, had to do a tribute. Uh, Oliver said, uh, after... Johnny I want, Clegg. To, I want to celebrate Jonas Gwangwa while he's alive so that he can sit in his room and podcast in and listen to his band playing his music hmm. and the, you know, the accolade from the crowd. And I really want him to get the benefits of that so that he can truly be part. So that's going to happen. I'm sad to hear about Lady Smith and Joseph. Yeah. But, you know, I can only do so many tributes. But um, if I may, just yes. just go through. I mean, uh, MF Roberts. Oh, have you heard them? Mm -mm. No, no, no. I'm sorry, my young friend. You need to get with the program. Uh, Lira, you obviously need Yes. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gabby. Uh, Femi from... Uh, Nigeria, but somebody I would like you to really listen to is go and listen to a lady called Manu Gallo. She was the first percussionist out of Ivory Coast. She now is a major bass player. She's coming to play. She plays in France and all over the world. Manu Gallo, she's coming. And if you listen to her music, uh, then there's Joel Ross. And these are these are like. Famous guys. And there's Grossy Grossy Sparks. <laughs> yep, have to be there. Um, Johan Lars, the man who did every one of the voice, every one of idols, this music director has been with Johan Lars is coming to play because I think he deserves to be there. Mm -hmm. And his band is amazing. Judith, we've mentioned. Um, then there's Sadiq Khan, flamenco player extraordinaire with a fusion of flamenco and jazz. Um, I've got Kokoroko. 
listen to Kokoroko. They are insane from UK. They're coming out. And they all come from people like Snarky Poppy. And they come from other bands and formed. And then there is a, a group coming from Indonesia. There's a group coming in um, oh, all over. And, of course, Jonathan Butler, as I said. So, you know, there's go to our Cape Town International Jazz Festival.com and see the lineup and see the artists, and listen to the music because the guys have not put a little co- podcast on there so you can listen to it. It's called podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm old. So. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, um, one of the firm favorites here in Cape Town is the obviously the free concert um, mm-hmm. that you guys do offer. Yes. Will that still take place at of the course. Green Market Square? Uh, we haven't found the venue yet. Okay. You know, at the moment, the, um, the timing is, mm-hmm. it's all about timing, but there will be a concert okay. for the people of Cape Town. And uh, that's something that we owed. Never again will a child, my father used to say, never again will a child look through a fence at a concert that they cannot afford to sure. go to. Under your, if you are in charge, make sure that the people of Cape Town from Delft to Gogues to Bishop Labors come and celebrate your success. Because if you don't, if you don't, what are you doing it for? You know, and we have our mother company, AEI and Khalid Abdullah and everybody, they bought into that. And, and, and so, yeah, I want to see a homeless child stand in front of a stage and be, have the right to be there because you're an African and this is your world mm. and you got in at 3 o'clock and you stand in front, not because you live in Constantia, not because you have a lot of money, but because you were there on time and you stood. And I stand on that stage with uh, Carl Wastey and these guys and I cry laughing because Cape Town is unique. The reaction <laughs> of, of those people at a free concert looking at these artists, I want to put in a bottle and keep one hundred percent. Before I let you go, right. once again, where can people grab their tickets? Compu ticket, compu ticket. Tickets are there. There's also emerging hospitality uh, uh, for younger people that are going out. There are four stages. We're going to be pumping. The music's great, um, and yeah, I think this year's experience because of the cost really allows mm. people to come. Because it's great having this exclusive festival and nobody attends. What have you achieved? What legacy and what will a child who wants to never to become an artist? When does he get a chance to see it? So that and and and, and I think um, Comptique is open. Jazz Fest is open. So it's Cape Town International Jazz Festival. The prices, as I said, ninety nine nine ninety nine for a weekend pass. It works out to about twelve rand to see an artist. So I mean. <laughs> Do me a favor. And uh, 6.49, I'm going to be announcing which artists are playing on which days because a lot of people say, I can't do both, mm-hmm. but I'd like to come, so I'll be telling them which days or, or which. And, uh, yeah, and just come and join us. Fantastic. If you just joined us, where were you? We had Billy here in studio. Um, but fear not, the podcast will be available a little bit later on this week um, as we chat about the 21st yes. uh, Cape Town International Jazz 27th, Festival. 27th, 28th Convention Center Cape Town. 100%. And they have managed to get a wonderful and eclectic bunch of artists yeah. that um, honestly just spearhead from the young to the old right. um, and 
if you are a music lover and you just love discovering new artists as well, this is a good place um, to go. Yeah, because the 18 of today is the 28 of tomorrow is the 58 of the next. And these are the people who are going to be making decisions on sponsorship and musicians. So to cultivate... Oh, and lastly, if I may, with your permission, mm-hmm. we do a thing called Gigs for Kids where we bring 80 to 100 orphans. And that is more intense than the free concert because mm. to look at these children and they look at the little abbasack, we do a show for them. So every year they come and we bring out of out of the orphanages and we bring them into the artscape and they and there's a show like Zipsack Sack or something else, you know, what's the children for for want in their life? Be part of that magic and not be a child that has been neglected or abused or but just a child. Mm. And then you see them clutching that bag as they get onto the bus. And that just breaks me. But I'm a realist, and if I can change for five hours, two hours, or three hours a child's life, and just to give them that pleasure, and then I've achieved something. As when I say I, I talk of the team we have achieved, and a lot of those children who started off 15, 18 years ago as often, some of them are musicians. Mm. Some of them have gone and graduated. Some of them have moved on, and we have those stories, and we have proof of those stories to be told. And one day I'm going to promise I'm going to bring a young lady in, started with our training and development. She is now the project manager for the Cape Town International Jazz Festival for Gay House. And Gay House does Justin Bieber and all the big shows. She is the project manager and she came as a student bring from her training. In, Billy. We a need young to chat girl to her. from the township. You got a chat to. You know why? Because she's real. Hmm. China Diera, who is with me, he started the China crew. Let them come and speak to you. Because it's not only about the Billy Domingos and the other. It's also about the grassroots people who this festival have changed and made a change. And I think you need to hear that story hmm. and the story be told. So on Saturday, maybe just pop into the convention center and come in there to the training and development and come and join us. And make a podcast and speak to students there and speak to young people there and then come and tell your world exactly what it's about. But it's not only about the festival as this grandiose. Mm. It's about the legacy and the program that we have done to launch young people. 